0: Welcome to the Off Dome Podcast, everybody. Hello, and welcome back to the Off Podcast, everybody. Thank you all for joining us um, today. Game one of the Boston Celtics Warriors game. Fucking banger. I just want to say, I hope you guys are having another wonderful day. Listen to this right now. I hope you guys are doing some great things and fucking and conquering some shit out there today. Um, but yeah, this, this Celtics-Warriors game one, that's cooking. Man, they, I tried telling y'all. I tried telling you all this. You know, everyone had these Golden State Warriors favored. I'm not going to have an overreaction and say that uh, the series is over or it's a done deal. Because I know it's not. But I'm telling you guys, these Boston Celtics are not to be taken lightly. They—they they just aren't. Anyone that thinks that they're just that the inexperience and in their youth and youngness was just gonna prevent them from being good, y'all are crazy, man. They're the more complete team, and it's scary because they what they did without Tatum scoring—he only had 12 points. That's scary. That's scary if you're a Warriors fan. But Golden State's been here, done that. They ain't—they're not just gonna. They may have flinched first, but they—they're not gonna—they're not gonna be the first to get knocked out yet. They're not ready to get knocked out yet. they, they flinched though. Boy, did they flinch! Um, not too much plan for y'all today in this episode. We're—we're we're gonna talk about game one. Uh, preview a little bit of game two. Just a little little preview. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing crazy. Um, I think we're gonna do the AFC East. AFC East. What am I talking about? I'm tripping. AFC South. So we got the AFC South for y'all. Uh, I'm going to predict it. You know, one of the uh, weaker d- divisions for sure. Um, AFC South. And then next we'll be doing the NFC South. So another one of those. I think NFC South is another weaker division. So these are going to be two of the weaker divisions. And then we're going to finish it with uh, all we got left is A- AFC West. In the NFC West so we're gonna do some of the weaker divisions coming up and then finishing it with the strongest I believe the strongest division in the AFC West. This is gonna be a fun division The way it's setting up boy. I tell you that's gonna be a fun division Um, Yeah, so we'll we'll break that down and um And, and, and wrap it up with something a little something, something I got for y'all um so yeah game one Boston Golden State Golden State came out swinging, boy. They came out first. They, they were they were firing Curry. It was scary. It was scary now because Curry was shooting. I thought for sure this might be a a, a statement win for Golden State. I thought they were going to come out and just improve, and especially the way uh, especially the way Tatum was playing. I Tatum, you know, only only getting twelve points. Didn't shoot well. He's three for 17, 1 for five from threes. He was not himself at all. But Boston Celtics being a team that they are, they got other pieces to step up, and 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 boy, how big is Derek White? This dude, I I knew nothing about this dude. I'm gonna be truthful, did not know nothing about this dude. I knew I came he came from San Antonio, and and I just I didn't think he had this this kind of grit and gut to him. Like I, I didn't know he had this in him. Like. He's 6 for 11, 5 for 8 from threes. He had 21 off the bench. He played 32 minutes, but 21 points, man. That's crazy. That's big time stuff there. Um, so you appreciate that. you That's the kind of things you need from a, from a team. To me, this just feels like Boston's finals to lose. Truth, it really does. And I'm not trying to overreact just because the game won, but I've been saying this now. Like, I've been seeing this. I can just see it forming, man. They're just such a. That's a great complete team. They got guys that can step up. You know, Jalen Brown took over. You know, he may be the second fiddle, but he took over too, right? They, everyone saw that Tatum was having an off night, and these guys stepped up. Horford stepped up. He was big. He damn near didn't miss. You know, nine for twelve from the field. Six, of, six of eight from the threes. Uh, Twenty six points. Uh, he he was great. So um, Marcus Smart, eighteen points. You know, he he had some clutch threes at the end. To close this thing out for him, um, and really just stop the run that, that didn't even let the Warriors try to come back, back in it. So, I mean, credit to Boston, man. They fought back because they were down. This look, this looked bad, and this could have got this could have easily been blown out of the water for especially for you know a younger team like they are. But they got some vets, man. Al Horford, I think, is doing numbers for them. Just a the veteran leadership. You hear him talk after the game. Just a veteran leadership that he provides, and you know him. Him being there, getting here, uh, and doing his thing, so uh, he he's huge for them, you know, taking over taking over that leadership veteran role for them, and and and, and what we all thought, you know, last year when he was he was I, I had forgot that he was even with OKC, right? I totally forgot he was there because he didn't play, so I thought, man, this dude's done. He's 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 feeling his way out of the out of the league and all that, but you know, he's he's not done, dude and it's not just like he's only doing this on offense and he's on defense he's seen it in the last series the blocks and and stuff. He can get it done for these guys. And for Golden State, um then they fizzled out, bro. They really fizzled out and really it, it, Curry needed help. Curry needed help cuz he he was popping off and then they were and then basically the Celtics defense was like, "Yeah, no, we're going to need somebody else to beat us. You're going to beat us with somebody else." So I think they had to get away from they had to get away from Curry, and no one really stepped up. I mean, Wiggins had 20, but he had 20, but his he was two from seven from the threes. Like he just wasn't, he wasn't shooting very well. He it just it didn't look. It, everything else was going in for him, but the the threes weren't there. And then he started heaving up some threes, and his shot was off. They they were they were getting once they got down, they needed they were needed some threes, and nobody else was hitting. They were trying. They were trying to get back with threes. I like what Otto Porter brought in off the bench. He was four for five, 12 points, coming back. Even Iguodala looked fresh coming out there and playing. I didn't think Iggy had it in him like that still, but he came in and he provided a little bit of a spark. Um, you want to see more from Poole. I think Poole kind of shrunk. You know, they they, they got to get more from Poole, especially when Clay is not the same Clay. We know that Clay is not going to provide that. He's not. He's not the. He's just not the Clay he once was. He wasn't the, you know, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, the one-two punch they are. That's what Clay Clay used to provide with Curry. Now it's it's more of you get it every once in a while. He'll give you about what he does. You know, 15 is about where he's at right now, but then he can go off. I'd say 15 to 20 is about where he's comfortable getting night in and night out, and then after that, it's you get more than that, and you're like, all right, cool. Cool, I appreciate it. That's what we need to see. That's the old Clay Thompson. He's just not there. Draymond stunk. I mean, he couldn't. He couldn't buy a bucket. he kept shooting. He's two for twelve, over four from the three. Missed all of his free throws. Rebounding, he was good. You know, he 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 provided that spark. But I mean, he was getting offensive boards, and then he just looked clunky. He'd get a board, try to put it up, miss. He drive. He was driving, running around, trying to run the offense, and then he would take it to the to the basket. Put up a shot and it just it was off, and then he'd, he'd get his own rebound. It's like, oh, cool, kick it back out. No, then he'd go back up and then miss it again. It's like, ah, oh, damn, man, you don't wasted it twice. So they just, the Warriors were off. Uh, they got to that hot start and they thought, oh, no, man, they're just going to fiddle away. And now they know Boston is not going to go away. I think this is a wake up call for Golden State. How they bounce back is crucial because they have home court now. They're at home, so you already gave up one home game. It's not going to look pretty. You give up two home games. And then you gotta go to the garden and try to ooh, ooh wee. Uh-uh. I wouldn't want. I wouldn't wish that on nobody. It'd be a quick series. If Boston loses, or if yo well, Boston wins game two, rather, you might as well wrap this thing up, put a bow on it. It's done. So Golden State's got. They got to bounce back. I think they will. I think for sure they bounce back uh, and handle their business. But you never know. Uh, the way Boston is, they they can they can do this thing pretty handily whenever they want to, it seems like. It's like whenever, when they play like this, nobody, I don't say anybody beats them the way they're playing. Even though they outscored the, the big offensive juggernaut, man. They put a big 40-piece on, they put it on in the fourth quarter. 40-piece in the fourth quarter. Outscored them. 40-16 to 16 to close this thing out. And that, it's That's scary, man. You got guys doing stuff like that. You could, uh, And it's not even your big, you're not even the big star. And that's what I like. That's what I like about, Jason Tatum and that's why he is a that's why he is a superstar because he got shut down only scored 12 points what did he do did he did he just give up did he just keep chucking uh, stupid shots no he was shooting he had open shots he was being aggressive still but then he realized some of these other guys are stepping up and playing playing ball so what did he do uh 13 assists started passing the ball that's how you know somebody's great when they realize, "Hey, tonight ain't my night. I gotta get it done a different way." And that's how he did it. He did it a different way. Thirteen assists. So you gotta see. You gotta. You gotta like to see that. That. That's a. That's a. That's a superstar. That's how you know you got a superstar. So, um, just just a hell of a performance by Boston. The, the grit to come back like that. That tells you everything you need to know. You you know all these people saying, "Well, the inexperience, they never been there." That shit just went out the window. Which I didn't buy, anyways. But that's shit's out the window now because look what they just did. They just proved. They just proved. They took a. They took Golden State's big, big time haymaker from Steph Curry. Now, most teams would have just damn packed it up with Steph Curry shooting the way he was shooting in that in that first half. Yolly. But they they didn't quit. They didn't go away. They fought the whole time, and. They they executed their game plan, and when things didn't work, they went to the the B plan. Give it to Jalen Brown, let him ball out. You know we got Horford, we got Marcus Smart, uh, Derek White. We got these guys for a reason. So they they really stepped up and 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 I proved what I thought what they're gonna do. I like I said, I'm sticking with my I'm sticking with Boston on this. They, they, I think they're the more complete team. They're built to win more seri- more games in this series than Golden State is. I just I like the pieces they got more than. More than the Warriors do, but I don't don't get it twisted. Golden State will bounce back. There's no way that they don't bounce back here in Game Two. I think I think they bounce back pretty pretty big in Game Two. They're gonna be fired up. They they took a punch. Draymond's gonna be fired up. He's gonna have these boys right. Clay, I expect a little bit, much of the same from Clay. You know, a little bit a little bit more uptick from him. Curry, you couldn't ask more for him. You know, he made seven threes. I'd like to see. Definitely, Draymond's gotta get on. They they gotta find a spark for them to go deep. I think Jordan Poole. Jordan poole has gotta get more than nine points. You're playing 25 minutes. You can't have nine points. You can't cower away from these guys. You gotta be big. He's gotta provide a spark off the bench and be and get some points. So, to me, if they can get if they can maximize Jordan Poole and Otto Porter get some points too and playing defense and, and doing some things, that's where Golden State can win this thing. If Poole can stay consistent, the, the key is with him consistency. He hasn't been consistent, right? So this dude hasn't been consistent, and and he's a young he's a young fella. He, he's, he's got to still figure this thing out, but you in the finals now. Youth doesn't matter. You got to step up and ball. So we'll see. You know, it, the Boston Boston comes out with the first the first haymaker. They take game one. This is gonna be a good series. This, this was a good game though. This was close. But Boston withheld it. I think the I think the defense is where they can lean on. That's what can that's what can get them going. So yeah, I, so but the, so we got game two. Game two is gonna be was it Sunday? Yeah, Sunday. Today's Friday. Yeah, Sunday. Okay, so they're gonna play Sunday. That that's gonna be a matchup there. That's gonna be a fun one. Game two, it's gonna be good. How do they respond? I I see it. I see it going. I, I, I'm, if I'm gonna go game to game picks, I think Warriors, I think Warriors are gonna take this game. They're gonna bounce back. But if they don't, excuse me, if they don't, ooh, you better watch out now. Like I said, it's over. If They don't win this game, it's over. Mm. All right, so in AFC South, over the NFL, NFC South. This is what we got here for y'all, Mm-mm-mm. and you got. So last year was it was a. This is one of them divisions where it was just yikes. Um, as far as you know, Houston, Jacksonville, they're the they're the teams to me. When when looking at this, I looked at these rosters and it's like, both for Houston, and we're gonna get into this. Houston and Jacksonville's rosters, they 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 still need, they got they need some pieces definitely. They're they're. There's still a bit of ways from where they need to be. Um. So, so the way this division shook up last year, Jacksonville was, came in last. They were, they were last in this division. Houston came out in third, and the Colts ended up second, giving that to Tennessee. They gave Tennessee the first spot. Tennessee had that. That run there, um, Houston. Now, so looking at Houston, I, I got Houston. We'll just get jump right into this thing. Uh, I got I got Houston coming in last. I got Texans last. I think it's close. I think it's close, but between them and Jacksonville, who's gonna be last? I think that can go pretty much uh, either way. Truthfully, you could you could switch them guys almost in and out, but. Uh, to me so with the, with the texans with the texans you take a look at the roster right davis mills um at quarterback they got to figure they got to figure out what they have at quarterback truthfully that that's what it comes down to if they, they like this davis mills cat which he did surprise a little bit you take a look at his numbers you know 2600 yards 16 touchdowns 10 pace that's not terrible for a rookie quarterback i mean the way he just was coming in and and playing and on the team he's on with no weapons i i salute davis mills for that, they got a guy that's that's decent. That's decent in that in that sense, right? Is he gonna be their starter? Is he their franchise guy? Uh, we don't know, right? We will. We do not know that. I don't know if I'm, I'm that high on him, but I it did seem like he he did solid. Um, but what concerns me is the running back room, um, Marlon Mack, which I. I like Marlon Mack. He was he was good in Indianapolis, but he's coming off last year, um, twenty eight carries, one hundred and one yards. So he's coming off uh, an injury. But what? Other than that, he was really good. Uh, he was really good with the the Colts. Excuse me. He's really good with the Colts. So I, I just think that. But the other than he, I don't know if he's a the, your starting guy. Like, can he? Can he? Can he carry the load here? That's gonna be the question. Um, Rex Burkhead, Damian Pierce, they just got some guys that are, eh. That's why they brought in Damian Pierce from Florida to, to come in and kind of help this running back room. That's not that's not a bad pick. So you, you with that, we'll, we'll go into the picks, right? Okay. So Derek Stanley Jr. Number three pick, I, I believe is he was a big. F- in 2019, when he was a freshman, started. He was a big name. That's where he's really exploded. Um, he's had some injuries. He's coming off an ankle injury. Uh, two two games in the past... Or two. Ten games in the past two seasons, right? Um, he had to get uh, surgery on his foot. So, that's concerning. How is he going to bounce back? I mean, you know the potential is there. If he's healthy, he can be really, really good. So... That, that's what concerns me with this um, with that pick at 3-2 nonetheless but they know they needed corners and they try to address that um, then they then they get Kenyon Green, offensive guard I like this pick out of Texas A&M that was a solid pick to slide him in um, they draft a safety out of Baylor um, but to help that secondary which they, they need, that'll help them help them out there John Mechie, the wide receiver in the second round they also picked. Um, this is another pick where a guy coming off an injury. We'll see how he plays. I think I think there's not too many concerns there. I like their picks. Christian Harris, linebacker out of Alabama. I think that's a big, good solid pick. You might not get the production. You know, give him time. He might develop pretty well. Third round pick. Um, but but with John Mechie, the ACL tear is just like. He said he's ready to go. He said I'm without. He said in quotes without training wheels in July he'll be ready to play ball. Which you like to hear. You hope he is. Which that's good. You want to give. You want to give this. The, you want to give Davis Mills some weapons. But you know that right now the receiving core Brandon Cooks, solid. You know he's he's like at the the in his prime, going into the tail end of his prime right now. Twenty eight years old. He's been a, he's not a guy that can do everything you know 510 183 smaller smaller receiver but he's a burner um, 90 catches a thousand yards six touchdowns for him last year so I, that's that's solid is he a number one guy no i don't think they have a number one guy is john mechie gonna come and be the number one guy maybe um they got nico collins they got a bunch of young guys to go around Bit, uh brandon cooks uh, and some other guys this is it's not a deep wide receiver room so i don't love it tight end room Brevin jordan they, their last year's pick for Miami uh, can he didn't have much production is can he take a step up? Farrell Brown at tight end not a guy not a guy that's been doing much so there's just no production there at the tight ends but that's scary. Offensive line I give credit the Texans have done a lot of a lot of work on their offensive line you know they did that trade for uh, Larry Tunzel back way back when they got Titus Howard um. That they had drafted at right tackle, uh, then this Kenyon Green draft pick to Justin Britt. I mean, their offensive line, so they got some pieces, solid pieces, that all offensive line. I do like the offensive line. I like what they're doing there, but now they need weapons for – I'd like to see Houston go out and get one of these receivers. I don't know if any of these these free agent receivers are going to want to go there, but, you know, maybe bring in a Julio. Does Julio want to play there? I don't know, but maybe bring in a Julio. Bring. Can you get Odell to come down? I doubt it. I doubt Odell's going to Houston. He's gonna go to a championship team, but I mean if you could swing it That's what they needed. They need to get a guy that can come down there I think they just need one more weapon at the receiving court or or, Because they they're not getting anything from that tight end position unless Brevin Jordan just balls out of his mind But they need weapons to help Davis Mills now and then the defense is still a work in progress I mean, that's why that's why I had him last you just look over the receiver and this is a common theme and you'll see why I have Jacksonville. I'll, I'll tell you why I have Jacksonville above them. But their D-line is just a bunch of young guys that they had drafted, and they still need to develop and see what they got. They got some older vets, Jerry Hughes, Mario Addison from Buffalo, to come in and help. Uh, but they're not expecting much from them. They're older. They're you know 32 and, and 31, respectively. Um, Christian Kirksey. I mean, they just they got older veteran guys. It's a lot of old vets down here. Um, the back end of their safety room is and corners, you know, Steven Nelson, Derek Stingley Jr. They drafted. They just they got a lot of uh, question marks. There's too many question marks on this defense. It's they have a lot of young pieces and vets mixed in, but it's just I don't know if it I don't I just don't know what they're doing. Defensively I don't know what they're doing. And then, with Lovey Smith down there maybe he can get this thing figured out. But I, I just I'm not in love with what Houston's doing. That's why I gotta put them last. Um, and then I got Jacksonville above him. not by much, not by much at all. Um, I got uh, Trevor Lawrence. He's got to he's got to improve. What that was last year, I'm just from what I seen from him. That can't. That's the inaccuracy is terrible. I mean, he's overthrowing guys left and right. Um, he he's got to do better. You got to get more from him, but you also got to help this cat out. You can't just you can't just throw him to the wolves and be like, here you go, win with a bunch of nobodies. No offense to these guys, but I mean James Robinson, Travis Etienne, that's a great room. Um Etienne, you gotta get you gotta get some help from him, obviously. You know, now that he he, he didn't get the play, you know, we're gonna get to see him now. His injuries coming back from his injuries. So the Travis Etienne, we know what James Connor can do running the ball, he's great. So he that's a complimentary piece. Travis Etienne could be the do-it-everything guy. And you got you got James Robinson, a capable backup. He's a starter. He could start for some teams now. So you've got a, a great backup. Great one-two puncher running back. I love that. Trevor Lawrence, it's not like he's a bomb, but he's got to improve. Right? So if he can improve, I like him. Um, Jacksonville brings in Evan Ingram. I like I like Evan Ingram. He's always been a... A solid piece never lived up to the potential that everybody thought he was, but you know, he's only 27, so maybe he figures this thing out. Maybe he links up and, and, and can do this thing. He's got to be a production piece. If they can get that production from him, that helps out. Um, and back up behind him, Dan Arnold, um, he's coming over from, I believe, oh, excuse me, no, so Dan Arnold, 66220, not, never mind, not that, not what I was thinking about, but they that that's a that's a big body guy that they can use right there you know 35 catches 408 yards that's a big body they need to have in the red zone too so that's another weapon um but with a wide receiver room chris i i i don't know this this wide receiver room is also sketchy for me christian kirk okay i like christian kirk but is he a number one guy i don't know i don't know if he's a number one guy that that's my problem but well, he's gonna have to be now he has to be a number one guy but can he be a number one guy? Lavishus Sonal, I like him. What well, he can do, he's a do it every do everything kind of guy. He can run. He can. He can. He can catch. After the catch, he's fast. He's quick. All that. I love that. What, what are they gonna use with him? Is he the Sly guy? What? What is? What do they do with him? Is he your number two? Marvin Jones Jr. He's an older piece. He's 32 years old. I don't I don't know what you're how much, how much you're going to get from him. But 832 yards, four touchdowns. Not 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 bad at all by any means. Can he keep that going? Zay Jones. Another one of these guys that they got is just a run of them. I mean, nothing nothing splashy here. So, LaQuan Treadwell, um this guy's been bounced around and he never lived up at his hype. Can they uh, he's only 26 though. Can they reach that potential because he's a fast guy. He's he's bounced around between Minnesota and Atlanta and these flats few years um can they figure that thing out so the weapons i don't know if they've done enough to help trevor lawrence out there's some pieces there but i like them more than houston so i got them a step up i think they're they're a step up from where houston's at the offensive line is is pretty solid you know cam robinson they got walker little behind him ben parch they drafted luke fortner which was a great pick which reminds me let's get into their picks let's get into Jacksonville's picks so Trayvon Walker, they get the number one pick. They take Trayvon Walker, D. M. from Georgia. To be honest, I'm not. I'm not buying the hype. I just don't buy this hype. I, I wouldn't. Have, I would have took Aiden Hutchinson over him over Trayvon Walker. But let's see what happens. Uh, maybe he steps up. He's he's there. He's, they've got some pieces now. Um, it's got some pieces. So the, the, they can help out. When you know you got Josh Allen, Josh Allen down there. Um. He'll be he'll be running with him, but other than that, I, that that's that's what's scary too. That D line. We'll get into that. I, I, I'm just not buying the hyper trade on Walker. Aiden Hutchins, I thought was the more guy. We're gonna see. I thought that was the move. But you know, we'll see. We'll see how it happens here. So then they take Devin Lloyd in the first round, 20 overall. They get Devin, they, they trade up to get Devin Lloyd to kind of replace the Miles Jack deal where they let, they cut Miles Jack. And he's pairing they're pairing him up with Foyce Aluakon. So that's a great that's a great thing. He can be alongside him. Maybe he can learn from him. That that's what they need. But um also one of these picks that not loving it, but they picked what they needed. Luke Fortner picked though. Great pick. I love this pick. Um that that that's an he's an instant starter. I think he's gonna do he'll do wonders for them. And replacing Brandon Linder, their long time they had down there, who was a stud. So they, they transition well. That's that's a nice little move. Um, they pick up another inside linebacker for Wyoming, Chad Muma. Um, so, with these pieces, I, I don't, I didn't love what they did in the draft, uh, to be honest. I, I don't love what they added in the draft. I don't know what they added enough pieces around them. Their secondary is, is probably going to be pretty shaky. Now, Andrew Wingard, free safety, not not big on him. Shaquille Griffin's got to step up. Um, Tyson Campbell, uh... Their pick, second round pick last year. He's he's got to keep progressing. You know, I had two picks last year. Ten pass deflections, not bad. He's got to step up. Um. That they just the 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 back end, the safeties. I'm, the safety room is, is shaky to me. Andre Cisco, I like to see him step up and take over that that strong safety spot from Rashawn Jenkins. He's got to move up. Um, the D line, I is they got a lot of guys. But I don't know. They got to sort through the talent, you know. Skill Quarterman's the guy that they had, they've had there for a little bit now. Can they get something out of him? Um, veteran guys too, though. Dewan Smoot, he's been there. Can he? Can he help out? Arden Key, I like that. I like him coming in. But with Josh Allen, has got to have some help here. Is Trayvon Walker finally gonna be a big piece that they can get production out of to help him out getting the quarterback and and maybe ease off the secondary that's uh, still trying to get things rolling here. Kayvon Shea's, Kayla Von on. He's got to step up. Um, I think he's got to play better and, and earn his stuff there so we'll, we'll see um so yeah I got them at I got them at three that's where I'm putting them that's where we're, we're living with them at three um I think the one Jacksonvilles that team that could maybe do some but that defense I think I, I there's just too many moving pieces that I don't love so I just have them over Houston barely it's gonna be just like last year where they were separated by one game. So I don't think it's gonna be much, but they just they're not gonna they're not gonna step up. So now the the two teams that can really make a a mark and do something here. I I got I've got Tennessee at two. The division winner I think takes a step back and and goes down to two. So I got Indy at one, and I'll tell you why. Uh, I think to me, not big on Tannehill. Um, I think I think he's just – we've seen what he is, and he's just one of these run-of-the-mill guys, to be honest. He's an above-average quarterback, for sure. But 3,700 yards, 21 touchdowns, 14 picks. Nothing special. When the run game's not there and it's all on him, I think he can't show out. So, I mean, if Derek Henry gets injured, they're doomed. But they got that offensive line. They, they're, they're behind Derrick Henry. Uh, they – that's that's where that's where their bread and butter is, right? But what scares me is Ryan Tannehill and, and and what what he's doing. And I think Tennessee did do a great job in bringing in Malik Malik Willis. Which will let's get into their picks now. So the number one pick, the big move with them was they traded AJ Brown, which I don't understand. I don't get it. I you know the money situation, they didn't want to pay him. But my goodness, that I don't understand this. And they bring in Traylon Burks, which I'm not big on to be honest. I don't. I'm not buying. Especially the team that drafted them, Tennessee drafted them, and and boy, they 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 do not they do not what they do with the receivers. You take a look at their their picks now. The the first round picks they don't do it often, but when they do, Corey Davis, yeah, where he where is he at? Not on the team, he's gone. Kenny Britt, that's Kevin Dyson. Um, that's the only receivers they pick the first round. Kendall Wright, sorry, excuse me. Kendall Wright, so just not big, it's not that's that's scary. I I just I seen some tape on him. Um you know, concerning tape on Traylon Burks working out. I just I I don't see it. I don't see this move. I don't think he's he's gonna do he's gonna be better than AJ Brown. You had a a a legitimate star receiver and you let him go to get this guy. No offense to Traylon Burks. I just don't think he's the he's the man. I don't I don't I didn't like this pick. I don't trust Tennessee drafting. I, they don't they don't draft very well in these recent years. I really don't. If you if you take a look back at their draft picks, they just go back and look at their draft picks. I'm not I'm not a fan of of Tennessee's drafting. I, I don't think they do a very good job drafting. Um, I don't think they did a very good job this year. You know, I, I I'll credit them for two picks. To be honest, I'll credit them for the Malik Willis pick because this is the time to do it. You know, you're obviously not going to start him over Tannehill. Let Tannehill have the year. Let Malik learn. Sit back. Figure this thing out. Give him a year off. Let him figure this thing out. And then then go. And then I'm going to tell you right now, Tennessee fans. You guys should be excited about your fifth-round choice. And you're thinking, huh? Fifth-round choice? What the hell? Now Kyle Phillips, this wide receiver from USC. I put on a tape of this dude. He's a route technician. Definitely a route technician. He's one of these guys that can come in and be a slot guy and he's just he's a, a nasty nasty slot slot receiver and and I think he's a He's a he's one of them guys that come in and you know Danny Amendola type Receivers can come in and do the do the slot Hunter Renfro. You see it now. He he reminds me of Hunter Renfro A lot you put on a tape a lot of Hunter Renfro. He's a smaller shiftier quicker Slot guy, so I, I really like this pick and I like the Malik Willis pick. I think I'm gonna make a bold ass statement right now. I think this year Tennessee's gonna get more production out of Kyle Phillips as long as he gets on. If he gets on the field, I think he gets his. He earns his way onto the field. I think he's their slot guy. I think y'all are gonna get more production out of Kyle Phillips than you do from Traylon Burks. Look, I'm just gonna keep it real with you. That's my that's my thought process on this because. I don't I don't I I don't understand the Traylon Burks situation. I don't understand that move. Maybe 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 I'm missing something, but so going back to Tennessee's roster. They bring in Robert Woods to be the guy. He's coming off injuries. He's gonna kinda help um, bridge the gap from from losing out on uh AJ Brown, which I just don't understand it, but it happened. So you got you got the receiving cores, Robert Woods, Traylon Burks, uh Nick Westbrook, a Akeen and Kyle, folks, uh, it's it's Jeff Swain. I mean, they just got some 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 guys that you're not you're not gonna know. They're not household names. So you've got a guy that's coming off an injury who has been good. Don't get me wrong. He's a little bit older though, 29, and he's coming off an injury. And then now you're putting it all on him and Traylon Burks. Eesh. I, I just don't see it. Offensive line for is solid for Tennessee. That's not the issue. I think Ryan Tannehill could—he's a guy that could win you something, but he's got to have—he's got to have the perfect situation, which he's got the great running back in Derrick Henry. Your receiving core is yikes—it just is. Um, I, if, if Robert Woods comes back healthy and does his thing, that's—that's that's solid. You're gonna get—you're gonna get a thousand out of him and, and great production out of him. Uh, Traylon Burks, I'm not buying it. I, I think he's a bust. I think I—I I really do. I'm not trying to pick on the guy, but I think he's a bust and. From what I've seen from him, and and just and just I'm just not buying it, and I don't trust the way Tennessee drafts. You know, Tennessee's not they're not they're not the way they draft, man. Go look at the draft picks. I told you some of the receivers they drafted. Just go look at the draft picks over the years. It's it's not, but I like Kyle Phillips' pick. They bring in Austin Hooper, who's coming off a just terrible year. I mean, after once he left Atlanta, he 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 got his money in, in Cleveland and didn't do much. So can he bounce back? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. You need production on him, that would help out. That would go a long way if Austin Hooper gets back to what he was doing. If he can't, then yikes. Watch out. That's that's the problem here. One one false move in this offense for Tennessee can get can become just terrible. If something happens if something happens to Derrick Henry, it's and then it's all on the rookie from Michigan, Hassan Haskins, um, watch out. That's not good. their, their offense collapses because their receiving core is on not that great. In my eyes, and Ryan Tannehill's not the guy that's going to lead them to the promised land unless he's got the perfect situation on defense. I think they're they're kind of figuring it out. Um, they're bringing Bud Dupree here to help out with Harold Landry. Harold Landry, you know, they got some solid pieces that I like. Um, Jeffrey Simmons, this dude's an absolute, absolute stud. This is one of the picks that Tennessee I write. At defensive tackle, Jeffrey Simmons, this kid's balling out. I love this kid. He's doing he's doing great things. Eight and a half sacks last year from the D tackle position. That's outstanding. Balling out. Um I like I like Harold Landry. Um just some I just I'm just not buying some of these guys the back end. Kevin Byer's a stud. At free safety. He's he's a con, he's been there doing his thing. Uh I'm, Imani Hooker. They they're they're pretty young, twenty three at the at the uh, other safety spot, strong safety spot. Um, you know, he can he can he take a step up. He had a f- forced fumble, a pick, four pass plays, thirty eight tackles last year. So, solid from a young guy. Um, can can he keep going? They're pretty young. Caleb Farley, I like that pick at corner. Uh, Christian Fulton. Um, so they're very young. They're very young in the in the secondary, which is. Which can be good. I mean, that, that that's good. Don't get me wrong. But they also gotta have that leadership. I think it's nice that they got Kevin Byard in that in that back end room helping. He can lead these guys. Uh, Buster Screens, one of them guys that comes in. You know, he's an older guy. Can he help them out? He's got a lot of experience. Can he help these guys out? So I I, I like what I like where the defense is getting with Tennessee. I don't know if it's there yet. It's not, it's not, not there yet for me. And what I comparing to Indianapolis, I think they're the the better team, they're the more complete team, and and so let's get comparing them. That's why I got them at two. I think Tennessee just has they're taking a step back, where Indy has kind of reloaded almost. They're kind of getting, they're they're helping out. They're they're putting pieces together. I I like what Indy's been doing now. Um, We'll just start off by looking at their draft picks. Alec Pierce uh, from Cincinnati. Um, watching him, he he might be a guy. He's one of them guys. You get the ball to him, he, he he catches it. Um, so but they didn't. Jelani Woods, they take a tight end. They really just drafted um some needs. They helping that wide receiver room, knowing they didn't have a lot of wide receivers. Taking Alec Pierce, um, Jelani Woods. They need another tight end. They they bring in one, bring him in. Maybe he can get some production. Um, he's a big six seven guy from from Virginia. They already have more Cox and and. Who's probably been he's been their 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 guy um but they got to get more production out of that tight end room so i think bringing him in is going to help help do that um they take nick cross safety from maryland i think that's a solid piece um, to develop him he's, he he can help help that safety safety room out um so uh, they they get pretty good in the draft um bernard raheem Ramin, sorry, from Central Michigan. I can't pronounce names, bro. So, uh, are they bringing an offensive lineman in there? there's So they they they're just filling in, plugging in spots. Guys that aren't going to even probably start for these for these guys. Um, but but nice pieces to help out. So that that's what I like. They didn't they didn't need they, they didn't get anybody that was gonna. Plug in a gap right away. They just got guys that they can maybe develop and help and help out in the rotation. So that that was nice. Um, of course, they go out and get they trade get Matt Ryan, solid pick. As a Falcons fan, he's and they're, they're raving about him. All the reports coming out of Indy, they're all raving about the, about Matt Ryan. It, I mean, he's a he's a stud. What can you say? He's a consummate pro. He's he's not gonna quit on you. He don't miss games. He he just gives it his all. He's a fucking legend, dude. It is what it is, and that's that's coming from Falcons fan. I'm saying that, of course, because I I am, I I seen it firsthand. I know what he brings. So the, what he's gonna give these guys is, is something special. So he's gonna help them out. He's gonna put them over the edge. He's gonna do more than what Carson Wentz certainly wasn't gonna fucking do. We all know Carson Wentz ain't the guy. He wasn't gonna be the guy. He's definitely a step up from Carson Wentz. So I, I like that move. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. Are they bring in Philip Lindsay. I like that. That's a solid move. You know, Phil Blinsey lately has been quiet. You know, he's not what he once was. He's been bouncing around and just, I, I don't, you know, after those first two years in, in, in Denver, he just kind of, he had an injury and he just hasn't been the same since. So can can they get him back to what he was? I don't know, but. It's, he's not a guy that has to start, so it's perfect for him. He can sit behind Jonathan Taylor, but they got guys. Naheem Hines, I love Naheem Hines. He's, he's a shifty, quick quick guy out of the back that can catch and do everything. And Jonathan Taylor's getting better at catching the ball too. So they've got pieces now, solid pieces, at their running back room. And Matt Ryan has never had running backs like this unless you go to that Super Bowl run with Freeman and, and Coleman. And what happened? Oh, they went to the fucking Super Bowl. So he's got he's now he's got a running back. A, a, a solid running back room That he can rely on He doesn't have to pass the ball Like he once was He's got one of the best Offensive lines That he's behind I think Indy's Gonna do some things No one's talking about Indy like that I think Indy's Gonna do some things I love the tight end room The wide receiver room Is what Scares me And this is where I think They could still bring in Maybe a, if they can swindle A guy to get in there Bring in a bring in a piece uh, Maybe bring in a Julio Bring in an Odell You know One of these receivers out here I think Julio's A perfect fit for this team He's a great leader. He can help Michael Pittman Jr. Teach him the ways. He doesn't have to worry about anything because he's he's been with Matt. He knows it. Unless they got a riff. They don't like each other. I don't see why they couldn't just slide him in and, and work this thing out. And then they they'd be great at the wide receiver room. You know, because other than that, they are a little thin at the wide receiver corner. That's what scares me. Paris Campbell, I like him. He's doing some things, but he's got to step up. It's it's all on Michael Pittman. He's the number one guy. He's he is the number one guy. He's gonna be getting the double teams. Alec Pierce gonna have to step up. Let's see what he can do, um, because they need to bring in somebody. They haven't brought, but they still could bring in T.Y. Hilton. He hasn't. They haven't decided on him. He hasn't signed. They could bring in T.Y. Hilton, um, or the, or the, I, I just think they need to bring in somebody. T, if, bring back T.Y. Bring back, bring in Julio, whoever. I don't know. Whatever they can do, but the, the receiver core is is what scares me on offense. Other than that, they're solid. They're complete. Um. Then you look at the defense: Yannick Ngannou, it, Ngakwe, uh, Darius Leonard, solid. They get the DeForest Buckner, Quiddy Pay. The D line's a little bit scary now. Um, the production they get, the, the Quiddy Pay takes a step up from his rookie campaign last year to help out um, on that. On, help out DeForest Buckner. You know, DeForest Buckner's a beast. Uh, and they bring in Yannick and Gakwe. Uh he had ten sacks, two four shovels last year, so get some production. I mean they they got a scary now rotation the D line they can they can throw at you with Darius Leonard, angering that in core. They bring in Stefan Gilmore, who is kind of taking a little bit of a step back, but I it's solid still a solid piece. Uh Kenny Moore, Isaiah Rodgers, they got they got the their, their corners are 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 they they're better. Right? Still young, mixy mix of youth and and old. Um, so I, I think they're they Isaiah Rogers is solid, man. six round pick, the production they're getting out of the 6 round pick. Yes, they had, had three picks last year. So they're getting they got some productive guys down here. Julian Blackman I like at the safety position. Can he take a step up and and, and maybe take over that safety spot? Um, from Ronnie McLeod. who's uh, an older vet, at least learn from him and uh, Kari Willis, Willis, another solid pick in um, 2019. Can he keep developing? And then you brought in, like I said, Nick Cross. I mean, truthfully, this is a team that's Super Bowl aspirations. I think the wide receiver core is their, their weakest spot, and then on defense, they just... well, You know, can they get production out of that back end? I think if they can get enough pressure from that D-line, that's pretty look scary on paper. Um they won't need they won't have to rely so much on the back end that you know they they're not going to have to cover for very long so it's going to help them out you know especially these younger cats and and boy watch out Indy might be scary Indy's Indy Indy could could really bust some shake some things up in that that scary afc the afc's loaded and Indy's i, I don't see how I don't see how realistically you can put Tennessee over Indy in this division. It's, it's, I think it's Indy's division to lose because they're more complete to me in my eyes. Take a look at all their like everything we just went over. I think I think Tennessee took a step back and Indy took a step up, and that's it's showing. I think they just they just need to address the receiver room, and that would be it. And then that'll be it. So that that's that's what I got looking back. So I got Texans coming in last, Jags, Titans, and Colts rounding out division. So. One of the more iffy divisions in in NFL, but that's the AFC South predictions there. So we'll do uh, the next time we cover this. We're gonna be covering the NFC South. Where are my Falcons gonna land? Where I got them? I, uh, how, how do we see that going out with, with the Bucks and Brady's back? I think it's I think it might be their division to lose. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. So uh, we'll wrap this up here with uh, I just want to, just a little sum something, something here. Um. So the Falcons are just introduced. They they came out and said uh, the league announced you can have alternate helmets and uh, uniforms. You can you can do it. You can bring them back the vintage uniforms and helmets and and stuff. So with uh, Atlanta just dropped out, they're they're doing the red helmets. Boy, these nasty. These are nasty. Boy, these are nasty helmets. I fucking love these things. I'm so happy they're bringing these things back. The red helmets, the 60s. These are from the 60s. Boy, they did it right in the 60s, man. They had this thing. They look clean. They're doing the red helmets with the black logo, the little little white accent lines, and then the little gold stripe as well. They unveiled that, so that had me thinking about all the other ones that could be happening. I just was just going over some of the old school helmets I like. I've seen. So with the helmets, the Falcons ones. That's that's clean. That is so clean. I love that. I love that shit. Um, another one, the Bucks. I don't know. It's like either you love it or you hate it with this Bucks creamsicle. I love the creamsicle Bucks. The old school Bucks helmet with the the pirate on it. That that creamsicle orange. Oh man, that that's crispy. That is the crispiest one of the crispiest helmets I've seen. I love that helmet. Um. Old school Eagles one, uh, I like that one, um, with the green and then they got like the silver gray. Just it's simple, it's simplistic, but I love that. Those the old school remember, reminds me of Randall Cunningham when Randall Cunningham was back there playing with the Eagles and he had they were wearing those those uniforms, those helmets. Those are those are nice. I like those. Um, a lot of people say the Cowboys. I think that's actually I like those the Cowboys white helmet more than their normal helmets. To be honest, I, so I so I can see that. I like that. Um, Denver Broncos was another cool one, the, the cool blue, that that cool blue with all the, the orange and the yeah the Broncos one was dope. I like the Buffalo one too, the old school Buffalo that was a banger, helmet. Um, this it's gonna be interesting to see how what teams are gonna do it this year. Not not every teams are gonna be doing. They had to submit it, I believe, They put them in and get it done and all that yada yada. But I it's just interesting. This is, I just wanted to just share that with y'all. I I some of the helmets that that I like them. Um, Pretty dope, Dolphins. Dolphins. Dolphins are low key kind of banging old school ones. Too. I like what they got now though. Newer ones are kind of dope, but th- it's not beast that Falcons one. Man, that's that thing's that thing's sharp. A lot of you like the old school Patriots. I th- I do like it more than what they are now because I think it's just because they're, they're they're gross now. They're just so plain and boring and lame. But the old school wasn't really that much better. It just was better than what they have now. So. All right, man I, I i just i just was throwing that out there. We'll just we'll just we'll leave it at that. Um, interesting to see what what teams are gonna are gonna do do uniforms. Which teams are gonna bring out the old school uniforms? Who's got the best ones? So we'll just that just reminded me of that when Atlanta dropped those. So we'll see what happens with other teams now. Um, I appreciate y'all if you made it this far for rocking with me. Uh, much love and support. I hope you all have a great day. Rest of the day. Enjoy it Do something great Be great Tell somebody you love them All that good shit man Um, Appreciate every single one of y'all Love y'all Peace